Welcome to Here We Are, the podcast where we celebrate the beauty of being a nerd by learning about nerdy things from fellow nerds. I'm your host, Joy Blue. Sometimes when I'm out and about, I'll meet a human and just know I have got to talk to them. Like today's human. Bree and I met them after an eventful day where the three attempts we took at exploring an adventure while we were traveling had struck out. The bakery we went to in the morning was disappointing, the iced coffee we got was horrible, and our two dogs didn't really enjoy the dog park we went to. We typically try to stay away from national chain restaurants while on the road, but at this point in this particular trip, we just needed a known comfort. We pulled into Starbucks, were greeted by a warm and welcoming voice, and next thing I know, I'm interviewing Genesis for this podcast. I'm so glad she agreed to meet with me, and I'm so excited to share with you our amazing conversation. Without further ado, here's Genesis Simmons to talk with us about stories. Hi, I'm Genesis. I love coffee. I love reading. I love music. I'm in a band. You're in a and band? I, have, I am in a band, yeah. That's legit. We're like a bluegrass, not really bluegrass, like kind of band. We just wrote our first song together. That's amazing. Which is incredible. How do you participate in the band? I sing nice. and I play guitar. That's legit. Yeah, they would call me the lead singer. So we just finished writing our song, which is really exciting. And I've been working on music too, like myself. So we're probably going to release some stuff this year, which will be really good. That's pretty much it. Oh, I have a cat. His name is Gregory Pumpkin Loaf. <laughs> so, what an amazing name. Yeah. What does he get called most often? Greg mostly. I just mm. call him. I'm like, hey, Greg. Because I think it's funny because it just sounds so human. But you're like sitting and talking to your cat. You're like, Greg, what you doing? I know. Yeah, I know. it's my favorite yeah. thing. Great job. Okay, yeah. what do you want to nerd out about today? I want to nerd out about stories. Okay, this is going to be yeah. really interesting. I've had people talking about storytelling. I've had people talk about all kinds of things around this. But I want to know what is it about stories that gets you excited? Honestly, I think it comes with part of your podcast to begin with, which is like the human experience, right? Like mm. that tagline really it got me because that's what I enjoy. I enjoy reading memoirs and biographies because I love the story. But it's the same way even with fiction, even with like historical yeah. nonfiction and all this kind of stuff. There's a story. There's a story there. And there's like a reason why people got from point A to point B. And I just find it so fascinating and it makes more sense of the world in that kind of sense. But then also you meet all these incredible people and they're like little bits of life and how you interact and how they might cross over is crazy. And like knowing little pieces of people's story. Mm. I mean, like I'm in the right business truly because I get to talk to a bunch of people for just short little segments of my day all day long. Mm. And I get to make these wonderful connections and like meet people, but I get to see like a glimpse into people's lives and their stories. And I just think it's so fascinating. And I just love how people like portray their stories and put it out into the world. Yeah. And that's how we met you. Yeah. My wife, Bree, and I went through the drive through at your Starbucks in Virginia. And all of a sudden I was like, hello, I should know you. And my wife was like, here's her card. No, it's perfect. It was perfect. It really was. But that's I mean, that kind of thing happens. And oh, my gosh, this is actually the best part of that whole story, Tell which me. is that the next person right after you. The wife was like heckling her husband or whatever. And finally, she was like, can you just say it? And he was like, I think you got a really nice voice. Like you could be on the radio or something. And I was like, yes. the people in front of you just gave me a card. Yes. And so 
like him saying that really, it boosted me. I was like, two in a row? That's pretty good. I can't say no to that. Yeah. Um, Okay. When did you start noticing the trend of being in tune with story arc of people? Well, I think that it was really, it was one of those things that it's always been there for me. I've Mm -hmm. had, I was like, I wasn't an only child, but I was an only child. Mm -hmm. I didn't live with my siblings full time and I most of the time lived not with them. Mm -hmm. And so I was like alone a lot. Yeah. And I think I like got really attached to books and characters and TV shows and movies and stuff like that. And like their stories. And then when I started meeting people who had vastly different lives than I did, because I lived between my parents, they were separated. They were never together. I had Mm -hmm. siblings like hanging all around. My cousins lived in the house right next to me. There was chaos all the time in my life, but I could stay alone. And then to meet all these other kids who like have these like really like stable homes and stuff that have always been so fascinated than other people mm. and like what they're doing and what their lives look like. And I think it just stems from having a vastly different childhood from most. But I got into acting really young too. And so that's really what put me in it because then you have to be in someone else's story. Right. And that's how I always looked at it. And so I like did a bunch of character studies like basically all through my life as I did theater. And then I realized that in my free time, like all I do is like study people, study situations, mm. recognize how people communicate, where the miscommunications come in, like mm. all this type of stuff. And it's really fascinating when you like can sit in the corner and just watch everyone else interact and react to things. Yes, I am right there with you. I resonate so strongly with everything you just said. I do the same thing. At parties, I'm the person sitting in the corner waiting for people to come to me. And if nobody comes to me, I'm just fine. Because I just get to sit there and watch everything that's happening. I think I know what you mean, but I want to know more about when you said you do character studies. What does that look like for you? So I am really, I'm also like an avid reader. Mm -hmm. And part of that is like script reading. And so I'll go through and I'll read scripts. And I really, in a lot of scripts that like really hit me emotionally, I like to go through and pick a character and I'll reread through it. And I do it with books too, you know, like regular books too. But I was really into acting for a long time. And so I had learned how to do like a character study, like a real character study as if you're going to be that person. So I do that with like books and with like TV show characters. It's like really, like I just follow their narrative really closely. I'm like studying like their habits and like the patterns and stuff like that. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Break that down even more for me. So I've actually never thought about this and now I want to try it of reading through a book or watching something as a different character each time. Yeah. What do you need in order to feel like you have a hold on who a character is? I mean, you don't. That's a fun part of it. Is that there's, it's not all 100%. Like you get into it, you start going one direction and then you're like, wait a second. (laughs) I don't actually think this is something that this character, you know, like, Mm. I don't know if this is my feelings rubbing off on it or because I know how it's going to end all this stuff. And so sometimes it's really hard to get over those blocks and you just have to go through it like as you can. (laughs) So Um, what I'm hearing is you have an extremely vivid imagination. Yeah, I do. I love that. It's really fun. And then my dreams are like TV shows. Same. episodes i'll end off one place and then i'll pick up in the next place or like start a new episode like every night and it could be something vastly different and it's it works that's so entertaining yeah wow no, I... this is fascinating do you know how fascinating this is 
I think it's pretty fascinating. I didn't realize like a lot of my imagination and like the things that I think and like the way that I think is not like how a lot of people that I've met in my life think, which is really mm. interesting. Like I didn't realize that people couldn't like see things in their mind and like, I can't see people. I can't be like, oh, let me think of your face. I mean, you're right in front mm-hmm. of me. So, you know, right. not a good example, but I can't be like, oh, what's that person? What's their face look like in my right. mind? I can't do that. But as far as like things that like never existed and just like going off my own space, like I can do that for sure. Same. Can't promise I'll see any of you there. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Absolutely. I'm the type of brain that if somebody's telling a story, it is a world that is building in my head as they tell it. Yes, it's really fascinating. And it's great, like, when you're reading, you can see, like, everything in front of you and you don't have to sit there and focus on every single word. Like, I yeah. felt like when I was younger and learning how to read, I couldn't see the picture because I had heard stories told to me. But, like, trying to actually put those words together when you're doing it yourself was so hard for me yeah. when I finally got it. It's like I don't even look at the page. I'm just, like, in it. Like, I'm just saying immersed. It's like scary sometimes. I end up skimming through a lot of stories because I can already see all the detail in my head. Yes. No, same. Fascinating. Same. Where does this show up in your normal life? How does it help um, you cope in your normal world? I'm very artistic and creative. Yes. I've always got eight projects going on. So like in one corner of the room, it's like my song lyrics. So I'll go and I'll look through them, cross things out, add things, pick up my guitar, like play with it a little bit, record a couple of things. And then I'll jump over and start painting. Like I've got painting set up right now and I'm just like going and going and going and then I move to the other side of the room and I'm like oh I need to go work on this but like I pour out like all these Mm -hmm. like emotions that I'm having into all these different things and Mm -hmm. I try to balance myself that's amazing so your way of coping is through like externally telling stories through art forms yeah that's amazing do you find that what you experience during the day comes out in these art forms? Yeah, honestly, it's a little different depending on the day. But yes, I would say so. I've been trying to have some stronger boundaries with like work-home life Mm -hmm. balance. And so a lot of the times I will just leave stuff behind and every emotion that I'm having is personal. But there are days where things seep out because we're human beings. We're not robots. Like I can't shut off my emotions like that. If it was a hard day at work or I made someone upset or there's like some sort of disagreement that's not even about me but I know about you know like I'm still gonna feel those so yeah sometimes it does and it comes in through my art depending on what I'm working on it can be really beneficial because they can add like an extra edge to a music piece or like a thicker sharpie (laughs) when I'm drawing in my notebook but it's like stuff that really impacts like when I go back and look at my art later I can be like oh I know exactly where I was at this point yeah those are milestones for you yeah And it's really nice to be able to have all of that and have a bunch of different things that I can be like, when I did this, I was at this phase in my life. And that's Mm. why I did it so much was because I needed it. Like I find that I journal too. And so I find that I stopped journaling for several days. But then you look at my like sketchbook and my sketchbook's completely full. Mm -hmm. And then there are days where like I don't play music for a week. And then you look over in the corner and like I've knitted an entire blanket and a half. And you're like, oh, there she is. Right. She's doing it. That's that in and of itself is such a fascinating phrase. Oh, there she is. Because what I'm hearing you say is the beautiful storytelling parts of you aren't just inside, but you are doing the work to let them come out in whatever way they desire. And so you're being a true artist. You're being true to whatever is happening in the moment and you're flowing with it. 
Yeah, I'm trying. I just moved to this new apartment. And so that's really helped that because mm. um, I've got a lot of different art projects going on around the apartment. I've got like this wall right next to me. It's got like a, a bunch of just picture frames in it, but they're all empty. Yes. So people like come into my living room and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, what's wrong? You don't like it? People don't like it. They're like, why are they empty? I'm like, because I don't have any pictures I want to put in them. I don't know. Can I just, can you leave me alone? <laughs> but I like went to Goodwill's and I, I got all of these. That's amazing. So many people are uncomfortable with things that are unfinished and things yeah. that don't quite make sense. And what I'm hearing you say with your storytelling and with how you show up in the world, that that liminal space is not overwhelming to you. No, I really I've struggled for a really long time with like figuring out exactly where I was going to land. I've always been like the type to just take things as they are. I don't need a matching set of plates in my cupboard. I like this one blue plate from the Goodwill. And I also like this flower plate that was my great grandmother. So I'm going to keep right. both of them. Like I don't need to have matching sets or things to be like completely in order. I don't like it actually. Yeah. So what you're looking for in the stories you tell are the unique bits that might not fit other places. Am I hearing that right? Yeah. And I like the like little details. I like the things that people think need to be added because it's like when you're telling stories even if it's an art even if it's in like tv shows like for instance like the same character wearing that one dress you know one episode and eight later why did they do it because they knew that someone would recognize it right mm. but like why did they do it like why do people add these little details i just think it's so interesting and then to try to find some perspective and figure out where exactly that comes from and why they included that little detail and why it was important and it like makes you root out the important things in your life. It's just like really interesting where you start to pick it out in other people too, of like everyday things. Like they say something and you're like, where did that come from? What part of you does that come from? But it's been great to do that kind of stuff too because I've started recognizing it when I'm like mean to myself and I can catch myself. Like I've just started really trying to pay attention to myself as I like pay attention to everything else. And That's I amazing. like notice. Yeah, like I notice when I'm mean to myself. I'm like, oh, we're going to stop that. And then when I hear other people doing it now, I'm like, oh, say three nice things about yourself right now. <laughs> and I do. You can ask anyone I work with. They're all, I believe they it. all know. Yeah. You, you're magical. Do you know that you have magic? I've been trying to, yeah, I've been trying to use it. Like what I'm hearing you say is you are intentionally curious about the negative space. Yeah. There's balance in everything. I'm going to take whatever comes my way, but I need to not sit in a space where like everything is bad all the time. Hmm. Sometimes you need that. But why do you need it? You need it to heal from things. What makes you feel most alive? Singing, probably. What do you notice about yourself when you're singing? I'm like so tuned in to what I'm doing, like how I'm singing. And like, I'm just like focused on like the art of it. I'm not focused on hmm. anything else. Do you experience that when you're working with your other art forms? yeah it depends singing is the one that it happens the fastest with like i know if i'm like in a bad mood and i start singing instantly better whereas sometimes like my other art forms like painting or drawing i tend to just do whatever comes out is what you get because i need that space for that so it sounds like the diversity of the art that you create matches the diversity of the universe inside of you yeah i feel like i'm eight different people melded into one sometimes um, we all are. Because I've, yeah, no, I, we all are. And that's what I've been like learning as I meet more people. But I have so many different like 
outward facing narratives that I've mm. given over the years because I've always lived between parents and then grandparents mm. are in the mix too. So I've always had like several different houses and, and several different like friend groups and all this stuff. But now I find myself in this like very center place right now where there's only one me. There's only one person I can show up as. And so all my different like outward facing narratives are suddenly meeting each other. And it's like, wait a second. Who are you? How do we all get along at this committee table? Yeah, it's wait a second. That's fascinating. Okay. Switching from being introspective to being a little more outwardly focused, what do you normally pick up on in people that you're around? Because it sounds Um, like you have strong empathy. Yeah. It sounds like you understand character narrative. You understand what it's like to be in someone else's shoes. How does that play out in the real world? Well, people's tics are like an easy one to notice. So like any sort of like little like hair things or people tend to like pull on their face, like something on their face or near their face a lot, especially when they're nervous. And then speaking, like there are patterns that people have. Mm. Speaking patterns are really fascinating to me. And then there's also like phrases that they'll repeat. Yep. Like there are certain phrases that you attribute to certain people. And so it's like focusing in on that kind of stuff. When you first start talking to someone, what's the first thing they bring up? That's the first thing that they talk about. Ooh. You know, that's not not the question that you bring up. What's the first thing that they talk to you about? That's fascinating to me. That is super fascinating. That's so many things I've never thought of before. Oh, my gosh. It's time for social experiments. Let's go. Yeah, that's basically what life is, right? Like a <laughs> big social experiment. What happens if I change this? Right. But it's like really fascinating, too, to to even be being more present with myself, like how I bring myself into conversations, how I interact and react and how the first thing that I say also matters hmm. to somebody else. So that's been like great for my self-work, too, because I can look at it from like different perspectives and be like, oh, interesting. This is how I'm being perceived. But I usually try to save it for good moments. Like when I make someone's day or like when I'm handing out something that they want or just there are sometimes people like cards get declined and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, fine. Life goes on. Yeah. Drink coffee. Have a great day. I mean, that's the beauty of being able to walk through the world in a non-judgmental way, just accepting what is. Yeah. I mean, that's a practice unto itself. Trying, trying to do it. <laughs> It's, it's not beautiful. Perfect. It's not perfect, but it's definitely the journey that I've been on for a while now. And then, like, I try to lean into those good moments and the ways that you can make an impact on someone, even if it's just like two seconds and they never think about you ever again. That's that's what human yeah. experience deserves. It's just like the little moments of kindness. Like, those are the ones that you think about when you need something hmm. to keep you holding on. That's beautiful. My brain can't let go of what you said of, I want to choose well what I say first. What does that mean to you? How has that evolved for you? Well, so I think it hasn't always been like an easy thing for me. I feel like when I first started like recognizing that my responses had an impact, I was like in this really weird place with my parental life because Mm -hmm. I was like fighting with my parents all the time. And it wasn't until we were like, already in that phase that I realized that like the things that I were saying like definitely had an impact on the people around me Mm. and like I needed to calm it down a little bit and that's really when a lot of that sort of started and so I went back and 
And it's taken me a lot of years to recognize like the things that I do to like egg people on or get myself in these like situations. And that's all been through trial and error because I'm a strong, independent woman and I've got a lot of very high expectations for the people around me. And so then sometimes I can get frustrated. That can end up coming out in a really negative way because I'm just trying to stand up for myself. I'm just trying to be an advocate for myself. And then it comes across in like the wrong way. So I've recognized ways to get around that is to like always treat every moment that you can with respect based upon the person that you're interacting with because it looks different for everybody. That is beautiful. It's really hard because you got to learn people and you have to want to. Right. But it's also being in tune with who you are and being able to say what you want well in addition to knowing who you're talking to and how to phrase it in a way that they will hear it. Because just the simple act of saying, this is what I want or this is what I need is one of the most vulnerable things out there. But then even what you're saying is the layer on top of it of not just being able to say what I want, but being able to give you the best opportunity to hear me well. That's magic. And that's rare. It's acknowledging that there is so much meta in experience. It's not just me experiencing you, but it's also you experiencing me and also each of us experiencing ourselves at the same time. Yeah, crazy. It's all the time. So sometimes that's really great. And I like learn a lot. And I like study people and I get to know more about people, which is great. Sure. But then sometimes it's like very overwhelming because it's like, I can't stop noticing that you're taking your pencil. Like I'm going to need you to stop. You know, like I really can't stop focusing in on it. Or it's a really bad moment where someone's yelling at you and you have to sit there and you have to be like, this is another human. What is this like from their perspective? What is going on in their lives that makes them feel like this? Like, where are they at? Where, what do you need to be for them? That's a ridiculous amount of empathy that not a lot of humans have. Yeah, I recognize that, which is why my dad always gets like a little bit worried that I'm going to end up being like stepped all over. Mm. Which is why I think I have the balance of like, sometimes I can be a little harsh or seem a little blunt or seem like it's like, I'm more frustrated or angry about something than I actually am. But I'm just trying to be firm. Like, this is how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do about it. And that's the work that I'm trying to do also. Understanding people and how to communicate. That's also (laughs) the essence of boundaries. It's not telling somebody else what to do. It's telling them what you're going to do. Well, and I think that if I have strong boundaries and I'm also a kind person, like that can coincide. I don't know why I've thought in my mind that in order to have strong boundaries, you have to be unkind. You Mm -hmm. never have to be unkind in any situation to get yourself in the spot that you need to get to. And that's what I really needed to shift my perspective into. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. What's something you could encourage the listeners to try based off of what we've been talking about? Just do it. Just do whatever it is that you've ever thought about doing. I know people say that all the time, but if there's something creative or not even creative, if it's like you want to join a softball team, go join a softball team. I think we get so stuck in this. You have to do this at a certain time. Like you don't. Like if your dream was to play soccer as a child and you never did it, like do it right now. There's so many other things stopping you, but this is your life, right? Like if you don't take the moment to live your life, like why are you here? Like you're not here to go to work every single day and suffer because you don't like work and then come home and then not like do the things that are bringing you joy even if it's like sitting on your back porch drinking a beer like do the things that are going to bring you like two seconds of joy because that's what this is for that's the whole reason that we are here not to make ourselves suffer 
That's beautiful. So I would just say do it. Thank you so much for your time and being willing to do this with me. This has been amazing. Thank you. I appreciate you. So here we are. That was such a delightful dive into how we see the world. Like Genesis said at the end, do the things that bring you joy, because that's the reason we're here. If you're anything like me and the emotion of joy is hard to hold, I would encourage you to take a slow, small step into it. Like treating yourself to sitting on the couch with a book or watching a show or catching up with a friend who makes you feel seen and loved. It doesn't have to be big. You are worth prioritizing goodness for. If you're someone who sees the world through a lens of joy, that is amazing. Don't forget that that is a superpower. And when you're able, share it with those around you. Thank you again, Genesis, for the gift of seeing the world through your eyes. If you've got a flavor of nerd that you want me to celebrate, I would love to hear all about it. So go ahead and email me at here we are the podcast at gmail.com and tell me everything. I love taking time to sit and make space for nerd to be celebrated. If you really liked this podcast and want to financially support what I'm doing, head on over to patreon.com, search for here we are the podcast and sign up for one of the many beautifully written support tiers that I'm still very proud of. So until next time, don't forget that curiosity wins and the world needs more nerds. Bye.